Hey guys, it's 2 a.m. and we've got some thoughts. Let's dive in. All right, we're back without spooky voices this time, unfortunately. So you've got hosts, Chrissy. And Adriana. Friend of the pod, Julia, who has retired her vampire voice. Sad. Raymond's still apparently producing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> On today's episode, we'll be covering current events where we'll talk about the election. Then we'll move on to Are You Not Entertained, where we'll do a review of Ariana Grande's sixth album, Positions, followed by Fuego or No Go, where we'll talk about superstitions, since it is 11-11 today. Then we'll move on to Julia Rambles, where she'll talk about the time she visited the Scientology Museum. And we'll finish off strong with Storytime with Viona, where we'll talk about our recent trip to San Diego. All right, so we want to kick off this podcast with some big news. If you haven't been paying attention to the presidential race this year... I'm judging yeah. you. I'm yeah. judging. If you don't know who the new president-elect is. Yes, we are so, so happy to announce that the <laughs> president, starting in 2021, will be Joe Biden, former Grandpa vice president. Joe. Sleepy Joe. And vice president Kamala Harris will also be serving, a.k.a. the first woman to ever be a vice president. Woo! I'm yes. so excited. First woman, first black woman, first Indian woman, mm-hmm. just hitting all of these great barriers. I personally couldn't stop crying when they called it because it is so exciting to see a woman in the office for the first time. Not that I'm ever considering running, but it's so inspirational for people who will in the future. <laughs> for all those young for girls. Who are better than me. Yes. And yes. Care more. Care for a society. lot more. It's so exciting for them. It's so exciting. <laughs> so let's just start by saying there's been so many milestones that were hit with this, one of which was what was just mentioned about Kamala Harris being the first woman vice president. This election hit a record number of Americans going out and voting, which is fantastic because if you didn't vote in any other election, I hope you would have voted in Mm -hmm. this one. The other super huge big piece of news is that Joe Biden actually got over 74 million votes, which is actually more than Obama's when he got 69 million back in the day. So we're breaking records. We're really just doing the most here in America. And thank God Mm -hmm. for this election. I think like one of the most exciting things to me is that Georgia went blue. Which is so exciting for the South. I mean, the South gets a lot of shit from people. But it's just so exciting to think like Georgia, the entire time I've been growing up, Georgia flipping blue has never even been. A question. Uh, No. I didn't think it was going to flip at all. Georgia's just considered red state. That's done. That's that. Yeah. But like... Like Stacey Abrams and a whole other Love her. team of people have gone through Georgia and really like upped voter registrations. They registered 800,000 people wow. in those two years. Yeah. And it shows. It definitely yeah. showed. Shout out to Georgia. Shout out to Pennsylvania. I thought that that was definitely going to go red too. too. No so that shout was out exciting. to Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> no shout out to Nevada. They're still counting votes as we are recording this podcast episode. So Honestly, that's me if I ran a state. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many memes of, I know you haven't seen this movie, Julia, but the sloths from Zootopia are the ones who are oh, counting yeah. the votes because it's just been so slow. 
Hello. It's just funny how the culture we live in now, everything is, is made into a meme. Yeah. yeah. That we're processing our election <laughs> trauma through the memes. And TikToks. TikToks. I was going to say, my yeah. TikTok feed is entirely about the election now. It's insane. So we're basically awaiting whether or not Trump actually will concede the presidency. And then on top of that, we're still waiting to see the results about the Senate. Yeah. That's going to go blue or red this year. That will be a huge, yeah. huge impact. Georgia runoff elections. Both of the Senate races in Georgia are right now. They went to runoff because neither candidate got that 50% vote that you need in Georgia. So we have till January. Donate. If you know anyone in Georgia, make sure they're registered to vote. Like, if you're listening and you're from Georgia, please vote. If you know anyone in Georgia, yeah. gotta just like tell them to do vote. Something. Yeah. yeah, we just wanted to share the good election news. Finally, something good in 2020. You're here for that. Moving on to Are You Not Entertained? Are You Not Entertained? <laughs> Today we're going to be reviewing Ariana Grande's new album, Positions. I'll start by saying I definitely am one of the biggest Ariana Grande stands. I can't even say fan. It's full-on stand. So I was very excited when she announced in October that she was going to come out with a new album, very nonchalantly. The album is a lot different than all of her previous albums, but I personally like it. It's more R&B. So she changed it up a little bit. The storytelling of this album is sort of a continuation from Thank You Next, but it's from a more healed headspace. So first and foremost, I'm just really happy that she's happy and that she's actually healing now. And going back to how this is an R&B album for the most part, a lot of people don't like it because of that. And I get why, because people are really used to her pop music. So I can see why people were a little bit disappointed from that standpoint, since that's what she got famous for, you know? She's... She's known for making bops or really sad songs that like hit people like right in the heart. So I definitely understand why the masses didn't really love this. But I feel like if you're a true Ariana fan, not to like add people, but if you're like actually a fan of her from the beginning of her, her career to now, I feel like everybody knows that this is the album that she's always wanted to make. It's what she wanted to do from the very beginning, but she felt like she couldn't because people wouldn't like this kind of music or it was just a very niche audience that would like it. So I think she was really smart in making a lot of pop hits from the get-go and then slowly kind of starting to incorporate the types of music that she actually wants here and there with a few tracks on previous albums. And I feel like this time around, she finally just went for it. And I, I really feel like this is the first album she made for herself and not for her fans. But Adriana had a different opinion, so I want her to talk about that too, since she kind of represents the overall majority of what people think of this album. Yeah, so I I actually didn't know anything about Ariana Grande until I started being friends with Chrissy, so <laughs> I have so much more respect and admiration for her now, especially because she's a spooky queen. Mm -hmm. But I will say... I didn't love this album just because it is more R&B. It's less poppy, so it's probably just less of what every basic girl likes at this point. <laughs> but I will say I really like the mood behind it. Like, I like her mood because she seems a lot more happy and lighthearted, and I love how horny she is. I think that's so funny. And that she's super confident and proud about it. I think that's dope. I just think the actual music I don't like, but there's so many lines from different songs that I really like. So in that retrospect, I'm really, I'm cool with this album, but it's not, it's definitely not my favorite. I will say it's hard to follow up from a great album like Thank You Next. It's like, 
Taylor Swift's album, 1984. Everybody basically says that that's her best album because it has the most hits basically on the top charts and is just kind of a generic overall mood for everybody. But that's kind of how I would equivalent Thank You Next to that. It's kind of hard to just come after that album and do anything at this point. Yeah. It's so good. It's just not, in my opinion, her best. So speaking of the songs that I really like based on the lyrics, I really like 34 plus 35. I think it's really funny because she is very, very into sex, and I think that's a dope mood. I like motive because it's questioning the dude. I really like the part when she's like, did you want a trophy? Because I feel like that's an overarching mood for all men. And then my other favorite one is Just Like Magic, which as soon as I heard this song, I literally thought of Chrissy because (laughs) it's literally a song, I think, for Libras. Yeah. (laughs) It literally says the karma, my aesthetic, uh, keep my conscious clear. That's why I'm so magnetic. (laughs) And it just talks a lot about like manifesting the life that you want through positive vibes. And I feel like that's just such a happy overall mood. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really into those songs. I think the songs that get into more like R&B, I'm not as interested in. Yeah, and then for, as for my favorites, I, mine actually changed quite a bit from when I first listened because I've listened so many times at this point because before they were actually a little bit more similar to Adriana's favorites and now it's still 34 plus 35 is my number one because I just love that she went for it. She was like, give me them vibes. Yeah, I which like, I love. I was actually telling Adriana recently how I was watching this interview where she was talking about the Positions album and when it came to this song... She was saying that she purposely made the music of this song very almost, it's honestly kind of one of the most pop songs on the album from like a melody perspective. And she did that on purpose because she's like, what's the sweetest, most pop sounding, like Disney friendly music I can find and have the dirtiest lyrics next to it. And I love that she did that. And then my next favorite would definitely have to be POV. I don't think there's any song that really talks about this perspective of feeling like you wish you could see yourself in the eyes of somebody who just admires you so much definitely hits differently and then my last two favorites that are kind of like tied as my last are 6:30 and obvious those are just more fun they're a little bit more mid-tempo upbeat-ish so I just really like those it's definitely fun and then we both really like positions it was yeah. definitely the best track she could have come out with yeah that was a good one far. to have as a single for sure all this to say there's definitely some conflicting opinions on this album i personally just want to stand up for it because i'm offended that on twitter people were saying it was her worst album of all time even more than sweetener no offense to julia because julia actually liked sweetener stuff but that I think is her worst album again your opinion you're entitled to it those are the thoughts on the album stream positions <laughs> all right moving on to fuego or no go this week we're going to be talking about superstitions because it is 11-11 people and that is the most superstitious day of the year. I have no idea if it's positive or negative, but I'm choosing to believe it's positive. It's supposed to be good luck. Oh great, <laughs> it's good luck then. Hooray, I'm so excited. I am a very superstitious person. I honestly don't know why though, but I think as a child I was taught all of those little rhymes like step on a crack, break your mama's back you know can't break a mirror all of that stuff I was taught to really believe it and I think it's because I had a very superstitious religious grandma so I'm gonna blame it on that 
Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm like really superstitious, but I just kind of think they're fun a little bit. Are you a little stitious? I'm a little stitious. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I think it, like when I was growing up, my thing was I always like held my breath going through tunnels. Right. Um, and as we were talking about before, like why did I do that? I don't know. People say it's for good luck, but that's not what I was doing. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to, I, maybe it was like endurance was my <laughs> test. I don't know, but I always did it. I wouldn't drive through a tunnel without holding my breath. Yeah, so I feel like growing up, similar to Adriana, I definitely was raised to believe a lot of them too. So I think now I'm definitely less of a believer, but I still shudder a little bit when somebody does something that's like against the superstition. For example, I still get nervous when people open up their umbrellas inside. So whenever I see that in a show or something or like just somebody doing it in real life, I'm like, ooh. Like it makes me feel uneasy a little bit. It does feel wrong. Same. It does yeah. feel really wrong, truly. What about you, Ray? I'm a non-believer. <laughs> of course. No of course. surprise. <laughs> so I'll volunteer myself to like break a mirror. I'll open up the umbrella. No, no one's no. asking you to. No one's one asking asked. you to. Nobody I'll has ever it. needed to break <laughs> no. a mirror. I feel pretty confident. That's seven years <laughs> of not bad a service luck. that I would request. <laughs> so I think like another thing with superstitions too is that a lot of them are kind of like more like almost tradition. So like every new year's day in the south the new year's day meal is like collard greens black-eyed peas and pork for health wealth and luck for the new year so it's like a little bit of a superstition but now it's just kind of like worked its way into like a tradition that actually makes sense because my mom does that for new year's so we all have to wear yellow underwear because it apparently like brings good luck (laughs) she like buys us yellow underwear and then like we have this like tradition Um, where we all eat grapes and you have to eat that my family does that so you eat a grape for every month of the new year. Do you feel like you get good luck from eating grapes? I hope so. I've been doing it for 25 years. I definitely I don't. I mean, not this, <laughs> yeah. not this year. I'll tell you, my uh, collard greens and black eyed pea meal didn't do shit. I think this is a fluke year. The biggest superstition, I feel like, is the unlucky 13. There's so many hotels and business structures that won't have a floor 13. The one that my office doesn't have a floor 13, which is kind of weird to me because technically the 14th floor is the 13th floor. Yeah. So it still is a thing. It just isn't being labeled that way, which is really funny to me. I do love that, that if you go into this like super corporate building or something that seems so professional and then there's not a 13th floor, I'm like, all right, so you're not as serious as you want to believe. Like, you're no better than the rest of us. Like, I do love that. Yeah, I definitely believe in that 13 thing. Because whenever I see a building that has it, I feel very uneasy. I, yeah. I will not go to that floor. I had a job interview once, and it was on the 13th floor, and I oh. almost had a heart attack. Ray, you, you have nothing against the number 13? No. I support it. Apparently, 10% of the U.S. population has a fear of it, especially Friday the 13th has its own phobia. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th in itself really does make me nervous. Yeah. That day scares me. It's coming up soon. Oh, my God. Right after the 11-11 podcast. Well, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So, two days from now. Wait, I'm looking this up. So, apparently, mathematicians and scientists say that the perfect number is 12. So the reason why 13 is considered unlucky is because it was found to be lacking and unusual coming after 12. Well, that is just judgmental. <laughs> it is judgy. All right, team 13. <laughs> Julia's switching just over Just get now. rid of a 12th floor. <laughs> Who needs the perfect mathematical <laughs> integer? Like, I mean, get rid of it. On a brighter note, since we are doing this because of 11-11, does everyone believe in 11-11? 
I'll believe it when I see it. Wow. <laughs> is that is that like eleven eleven make a wish? Yeah. Um, I've wished a lot and I don't feel like they've come true, so I'm gonna say no for that one. I don't believe it. I'm not gonna put all my beliefs in a number. Wow. <laughs> it's right. actually a time and a date, but whatever. No, they're numbers to me. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I've honestly right. never thought about 11-11 as the day being super lucky. Yeah, like, so in 2011, actually, the day 11-11-11 was super lucky at the time 11-11. Seems that most people here <laughs> don't believe in the day, so sorry 11-11 for those of you who believe in it. But I wish you luck today. <laughs> we'll try our luck on Friday the 13th. Wow. <laughs> yes, 13th. on to Julia Rambles. Today, Julia is going to be telling the story about the time she visited the Scientology Museum. Yes, the time I visited the Scientology Museum by myself. I don't necessarily recommend you ever, ever spend a Saturday like this because I think I almost was kidnapped. So let's dive into that. This was around last summer before COVID changed the world. I had driven by the museum it's on sunset in hollywood um it's called like psychiatry and industry of death so it's like very dramatic like you definitely see and notice it and i always like knew it was there i knew it's like weird background was that it was definitely scientologist run but I needed to go for myself just because i was curious and also anything for the story right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, no. They do it for the vine. Do it say. for the vine. Yeah. No one agrees with me on that. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I went in. I parked a few blocks away because I was paranoid. And I got in. I had, like, my, like, iced coffee with me. And, like, first things first. Like, right out the gate. They're just, like, here's your sign-in sheet. And, like, hand me this, like, clipboard. It asked for my name, address, email, and my occupation it didn't give them my address i'm like oh, you really need that i did give them my emails i regularly get emails from the scientologist the worst part about that is like i signed in and then immediately they're just like oh um this museum's free uh, which i knew which is why i went but they're like but you know we do accept donations which i know a lot of like free museums kind of have like donation boxes you know but you can just like it's like hinted like, hey, drop some cash in here. Haha, <laughs> we're donation based. But they're just like, yeah, we take cards, by the way. But I tried the I don't have cash. And then so now it's on my bank statement, Church of Scientology. Another weird thing is while I was standing there with my drink, they're like, okay, you can't bring that into the museum, but we can hold it for you. And I'm like, what? I'll just finish it. Like, you're not holding my drink. Pretty sure that they were going to, like, slip something in there. I went in alone to this padded cell room and they played this very brainwashy tape. That was just like psychiatrists or the devil. They're out to drug all your children. They're out to tell you that depression and anxiety and bipolar are like real disorders. And they're like, they're made up by the drug companies. So you're in the padded cell room. I really wanted to like record this on my phone, but I was so terrified that they might like follow me and kill me. So I just played it cool. I knew I was being watched. The rest of the museum after that's like self-guided. Museum takes you through like all of history, just general generic human history but then they just kind of like sprinkle in some like crazy made-up facts about psychiatry and one of those things was a picture of George Washington and it was just like father of American psychiatry killed the father of America but she told me she's like yeah I mean psychiatry killed George Washington and I'm just like crazy um thought it was bloodletting from like leeches or whatever but she's yeah. like no it was psychiatry <laughs> go through the museum she keeps popping in and out the whole time towards the end she pops out again 
she's like, you know, I noticed, like, why didn't you park in our parking lot? She's like, well, it's free. I was like, I parked a little bit away. I was like, it's not a meter or anything. She's like, but you really should have used our parking lot. I'm just like, what do you want from this? Like, do you want me to go move my car and bring it back to this parking That's lot? That's really weird. Like, she wanted your license plate. Yes, I know. That's why I was like, why are you going to show up at my house later and, like, <laughs> kick down my door in the night? Anyway, it's probably obscure my identity before a Scientologist listens to this and shows up at my house. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to send this to them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. emailing the distro. <laughs> Big Blue, their church. On Hubbard Way. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I I know too much, and I've said too much. Let's be real. Anyway, <laughs> Julia rambles. She's probably not going to be around for much longer. Yeah, but I was gonna, I was say, let's hope you come back next week. And we know you. She won't. <laughs> <laughs> And now to wrap it up with story time with Weona, we're going to be talking about the time where we spontaneously drove to San Diego one day to see our friends Cole and Natalie who live there. We went in separate cars from this large group that we were with and me, Adriana, and Julia met up with the larger group a little bit late and there was all these rules because of COVID. We were the extra people, and we had to sit, sadly, off to the side on these benches first. Mm -hmm. Then we were able to move to the table next to them, but it was still pretty separate. We weren't part of those conversations. And then the next best part because of COVID is that uh, you had to order food at every single brewery, and we literally had just eaten brunch, so we had no desire to order anything. So we ended up ordering the cheapest thing on the menu, which was edamame. So we just ordered a ton of that. Yeah, I'm sure they were like slinging so much edamame that day. They're like, oh, another order, huh? For the $4? (laughs) Yeah. So we were in like the North Park neighborhood of San Diego. And we walked by a really busy brunch place and we saw No Neck Ed. (laughs) You might remember that name from 90 Day Fiance. Or if you don't watch that, which I have a feeling most people don't actually watch it, but the memes. <laughs> I was going to say, I never watched it, but I saw No Neck Ed so many times on TikTok that I started <laughs> YouTubing who he was, and it was everything. Yeah, I stopped dead in my tracks. I don't think I've done that over any random celebrity I've seen. No, I Julie just and stopped I walking. Yeah. We're literally walking, and we stopped right in front of him because it was like outdoor seating. Because he was sitting down, he was maskless, so we saw like the full no neck. <laughs> the full, <laughs> it was alarming. It was totally. right there on display. So then after that, after that wonderful celebrity sighting, we make our way to the next brewery, and there wasn't much seating because, again, COVID. And we had a pretty big group, so we understand it's hard to seat a group like that. And when we went up to the host, he told us, okay, so we do have two tables, so you would have to break up the group in half. But they're by the dumpsters in the back, so depending on which way the wind blows, you may smell something. (laughs) And our friend Cole goes, without even asking any of us if we are okay with it, we'll take it. Yeah. So we go to said back of this restaurant by said dumpsters. <laughs> yes. There were technically two picnic tables <laughs> that they had prepared, but I don't think they were really intended to be used. No. And they were very much next to the dumpsters. Yeah. And the wind was blowing in the direction that we hoped it wouldn't be. And my favorite part of sitting there was that, of course, you had to order food here also, but they make you order from this neighboring restaurant 
And since we were sitting in the back tables, when they came to bring us our food, they came from like the alleyway nearby, passing the back of the Target lot and like yeah. came over to deliver Adriana's bread to our table. Yeah, I ordered bread because it was the cheapest thing <laughs> on the menu, but I also love a good roll. So after that fun time at that brewery, we decide we don't want to keep spending money on all this food. So we go to this bottle shop to buy some drinks to take to go so that we can go to a park afterwards. And at this point, everybody had been drinking for a while. It's a little fuzzy. I don't exactly remember (laughs) who said what or why. It was funny to me. (laughs) I laughed. Here's the other thing. I'm a peer. In general, when I laugh, I sometimes pee my pants. Um, I did that here. But, like, my defense mechanism when it's about to happen is, like, if I'm laughing and you just see me, like, drop to the floor, it's it's go time. Like, Yeah, so run away. Adriana actually, like, whispers over to me, do you think Julie's peeing right now? I think she is. And I was like, yeah, probably. And then our other friend that was with us starts shouting mm-hmm. across the store, Julia, there's a bathroom right there. There's a bathroom right there. People, yeah. like, around us were, like, trying to buy, like, actual purchases and I'm on the floor like crying then also like from the laughter not crying because I peed my (laughs) pants let me specify Mm -hmm. good news is the shop had a bathroom it was a little too late but they did have one well after we made a complete ruckus in this (laughs) store (laughs) we left and went to the park there were like family picnics there were people walking dogs and we were also sitting by that like cinder block building bathroom situation one of those times also, Mike, he asked me, he was just like, do you notice there are men coming in and out of the men's bathroom? And I'm like, well, I, yeah, I guess. Like, I was like, and he's like, no, no. He's like, there's one standing there. Is there anyone just hovering in the women's room? And I'm like, no. Come to find out, it was apparently a well-known male prostitution ring. <laughs> operated on that and like Cole's like yeah you didn't know that I'm like why would I why would any of us know that like this was like a nice part in the middle of a day on a Sunday the Lord's Day in like a residential neighborhood (laughs) so needless to say we had we had enough by the end of this day trip to San Diego yes this was all just in one day and we still had to drive back to LA after yes still to drive back to LA Uh, a lot later than any of us expected a lot later we had to all get food after and we ended with pizza of course and it was funny because this place that we got pizza from they only do pies at night and so Adriana and Julia ended up ordering two pies for themselves mistakenly thinking they were just ordering two slices for themselves. Yeah, we yeah. ordered on the phone, so we weren't looking at a menu. Yeah. yeah. And then when we got there, we're like, oh. They, they were enormous. Like, I don't even know. Like, five people could eat one box. It when was insane. I was bringing it back <laughs> to my apartment after, I had trouble getting it in the door. Anyway, <laughs> bring on the day trips, you know? <laughs> Chaos, left and right. Let's have it. What could go wrong in 2020? well thanks for listening and sticking with us guys it's been a rough couple of weeks but we made it and we'll see you for thanksgiving in a thanksgiving episode later